and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat about leading with integrity with Jim Hardy, our chief compliance officer. And he also leads our team quest, which is that the, in the entire compliance uh, team. And Grace, I didn't realize this, but quest is actually an acronym. That's, oh. you learn something new every day. It stands for quality, understanding, ethics, service, and training. Welcome, Jim. Thanks, Doug. Grace, it's, it's terrific to be here with you both. Thanks for spending some time with us today and love that we get to talk about another one of our seven DaVita core values, integrity. And uh, at DaVita, we define integrity as says what they believe and does what they say is trusted by being trustworthy in personal team and organizational values, strives for alignment and commitments and actions. So Jim, let's start in and uh, hear a little bit about what does integrity mean to you? Yeah, um, thanks, Doug. Um, first, you know, I've listened to um, several of these episodes and I've always found your guests to be super insightful, which of course made me wonder how I got the invite to be here. So <laughs> appreciate being here. Well, the here pressure's anyway. on, Jim. The pressure's <laughs> on. But, you know, so thinking about integrity, um, integrity, I think, is a hard concept to put into words. In fact, I've heard somebody describe integrity as well, you know it when you see it, but I don't think that's very helpful for, for our conversation here today and, and talking about leading with it. Um, but there's a few things that I think of around integrity. And I guess I would start with having integrity means that you live in accordance with your values, mm-hmm. that you're honest with everyone and that you keep your word. Nice. Nice. And so, you know, other ways that I kind of think of this being described is you hear somebody say walking the walk. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of people that walk the walk. And I think it's it's not just walking the walk some of the time. People who I admire of with having higher integrity are the kind of people that walk the walk all the time, particularly the times when it's hard, yeah. right? When it's maybe not clear or hard, unpopular, or something like that. Those are the people that really stand out to me. Yeah, that concept, it's easy. It would be easy to have integrity when things are going well. It's when things are not going well that it, that it can be a little more challenging. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a, a couple of things. There's, I was as I was thinking about this conversation. There's a couple of statements, you know, from famous people around integrity that resonate with me. And I think it gets at the point about when you think about all the qualities that people have, how important integrity is. Mm-hmm. And one of those is Warren Buffett. He says that uh, when he's looking to hire people, that he looks for three things: one, intelligence; two, initiative or energy; and three, integrity. And he says that if somebody has the first two, that is intelligence and, en- and energy, but doesn't have the third, integrity, then those are the people that'll kill you. Yeah. Because he says mm-hmm. if, they, if someone lacks integrity, you want them to be dumb and lazy. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to cut them off. And I thought that really kind of brought it home. That's funny. That's a great, yeah, that's a great uh, quote or story from, from Warren Buffett. I hadn't heard that before. And and Jim, I, I love the way you're talking about this and I, I want to go into a little bit more on the part where you said leading integrity or leading with integrity is really about living or acting in accordance with your values. Have you ever had a moment where you just felt uh, or you, that you felt you didn't act in accordance with your values? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I'd say there's probably been uh, embarrassingly many times where I didn't act in accordance with my values. But I guess one that I would share um, that that I guess feels close to me is one of my my most important um, values from a personal perspective is family and being there for my family and, and supporting my family and having close and loving relationships with my family. And one of the things that many of us struggle with is the balance between work and life. And how do you balance those commitments that you have from career type commitments as well as your family commitments? And one of the things that I think of is a time when um, you know, I, was, I was going through a particularly stressful kind of, um, uh, kind of all-encompassing demanding period at work. And I was, I was really trying hard to make sure I still had time to make it home at a reasonable hour and, and spend some time with my family. But then when I would get there, I was not fully engaged and present, yeah. right? I was distracted, mm. irritable. And then, mm-hmm. so even though I was trying to honor that commitment, I wasn't doing it effectively. Mm-hmm. I was there and I wasn't fully engaged and recognized that I need to be more thoughtful about preparing myself mentally, not just showing up. And so that's a place where I was out of sync really with my value around family. Yeah. I love that because in some ways you could say my physical presence had me believe I might be in integrity, but then there's a whole nother layer in spirit of what, what the underlying intention and what was really being, what the real value was there that had you um, not, not being in alignment there. Yeah. To a certain extent, it's almost like it made me feel better, right? I was checking the box right. because I was getting home at a time where I could spend the time with family and I'm telling myself, Hey, I'm doing that. I'm honoring my values here, but I wasn't because I was there physically, but I wasn't really there yeah. present emotionally. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting because there's a fascinating dynamic that shows up where when we're out of alignment with our values that we, like there's a feedback loop and it can create like, you know, some healthy guilt that can help us get back into alignment. Um, and then there's also an unhealthy element of that that can show up where we can p- pivot into like feeling shame, like I'm not good enough, um, which is an interesting dynamic that can show up there personally that I've never really related before to how you're, how, how people are being guided in, in terms of their integrity. Yeah, Jim, um, I I can tell that integrity is one of your personal core values. I know we've talked about it before, and I'm just curious in terms of why that's such a big uh, core value for you. Were were there formative events in your childhood or your professional career that really shaped this value for you? You know, I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on a single event, but I guess one memory that stands out that I think would be related here is uh, a trip to the grocery store with my mom when I was five years old. And um, why, I don't remember much from when I was five years old, but for some reason, this memory stands out. We were going through the grocery store, and I don't know if you remember, there's the the big bulk sections of loose candy type things, like Brock's type candy. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom must have been distracted doing her grocery shopping, and I helped myself to a couple of caramels out uh, out of the bulk bin. And then when we were getting into the car after completing the grocery shopping, I go to sit in the car and out of my pocket falls one of the caramels. And my mom confronts me about the caramels and said, hey, why did you take that from the store? And then I gave her an answer. Maybe this was the start of my legal career or something. And my, my answer was, well, I thought they were free because they were just out there and there was no price tags on them. 
<laughs> so she didn't want to hear any of that. She marched me back into the store, asked for the store manager who came out, and he took it very seriously, at least that's my memory, mm-hmm. and said, scolded me and said that he would have called the cops, but for the fact that I brought them back in, so he would not call the police this time. And so, you know, as I think back on that, I mean, it was just something that I felt terrible about. And then not only terrible about the fact that I took the candy, um, but also that when my mom confronted me with it, mm-hmm. I basically made up a justification and was dishonest, you know, about what was happening. And so that's something that just has kind of stuck with me over the years. Wow. I love, I love that story. I, I actually have a very similar story that I'll share with you at some point, but, um, but it sounds like it really, you know, that experience shaped you and helped you develop that moral compass. Um, and thank goodness for moms, right? It was, it was a pack of gum for me that my mom, that I, I actually thought I could pull out a pack of gum and start chewing on it and she wouldn't notice, right? Like, <laughs> hey, anyway. can you all talk um, to my kids uh, about being dishonest with brushing their teeth? <laughs> I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but for some reason, they still continue to not tell me the truth when they don't brush their teeth. Can we call the cops on them at some point and maybe that'll scare them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, Grace. Do you do the finger check? Do you have to see if there's a, if their toothbrushes are wet? Is uh, that what you're doing? Yeah, I've inspected in many different. Yeah, I've tried to create lots of too. accountability, yeah. but yeah, any ideas? Feel free to connect with me offline. All right, cool. <laughs> so, um, so Jim, can you tell us uh, a little bit more about why integrity shows up as one of your top uh, values, um, particularly particularly in your role as a leader? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, of our core values, integrity is one that resonates most with me. And I guess the way I I think about it as who I am as a person and who I am as a leader is that I aspire to be a person and a leader who's seen by others as someone with uncompromising integrity in both my personal life and professional life. And, you know, early in my career, one of my mentors told me that it takes a lifetime to build your, your reputation and your credibility, but just a minute to lose it. And that might be a little bit extreme of a way to look at it, but I think it makes an important point that stuck with me through my career. And um, one of the things that, that also kind of stands out in my career is I used to be a trial lawyer in the courtroom, and I recognized how important integrity was to me to be an effective trial lawyer. And kind of the way that I thought about it was if I expected the judge and the jury to listen to me, then I better not undermine their trust. Hmm. And if I wanted to be seen as an honest broker, I couldn't overstate or characterize something in a way that they would think was unfair or misleading. Mm -hmm. And that would undermine their trust in me. Jim, of all our core values, we have seven uh, at DeVita here. And I feel like this one is a reflection of character. And I've seen it really hard for people to admit when they did not demonstrate integrity or that they need to work on this particular core value. And I I was actually just in a training session led by Priya Sequeira, our our Palmer, um, what we call our group vice president for our Endeavor operating group. And she led an exercise where leaders scored themselves against the DeVita mission and core values. And it's what we call our MMV report card. And when she asked uh, which core value people scored the lowest, no one put integrity, which I think is a good indicator for our leadership cadre here at DeVita. And at the same time, she challenged us and she said, 
Integrity is not just about whether you're a good person. It's also about doing what we say we will do. And every one of us has had times when we didn't follow through on our commitments. So given that focus on the definition of integrity, Jim, could you tell us about a specific time when you stumbled on this core value and didn't do what you said you would do? Yeah, Grace, it's it's a really good question, right? It, it's not It's not easy for somebody to say, I lack integrity, right? I'd rather say, well, maybe I'm not the most fun, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that when you think about it in those terms. But right. so, so I know that, that, that question resonates with me. There's a couple of things that come to mind with me in that regard where, where I do stumble, things that interfere with that. And, and these are things that I think are, are things I have to be mindful of because they're not strengths of mine professionally. And that is um, organization and procrastination. So I think where I tend to fail to honor my commitments are places where I'm less organized and I haven't planned well, or I'm procrastinating and putting something off. And so I'll give you an example of that. Um, there's a time where I'd made a commitment to deliver a big to deliver a big presentation to my boss, and of course, like many things, in order to do that well and to do it on time, I needed the help of my team to deliver that presentation. But I didn't plan well in advance. And of course, then the deadline's coming up and I'm focused on meeting my commitment to my boss to make deliver the presentation and deliver it effectively. But what that caused me to do is it caused me to put a lot of unnecessary stress on my team with, you know, tight turnarounds and deadlines that was, was not respecting them. It wasn't respecting their time, their other commitments. And so that's a time where my focus, my poor planning, um, and then my focus on honoring my commitment to my boss put me in a place where I really failed to respect and honor my commitment to my team and be a good leader to them. So, Jimmy, you've listened to some of our podcasts. You know, we are we end each of them with a very specific ask, um, and we ask each of our guests to identify one practical tip that you could give to our listeners to try right away to intentionally live with integrity. Yeah, it's, um, I struggle a little bit with that. What, mm-hmm. what is a single thing to really boil it down to, to live with integrity, but actually building off, off what we just talked about. I think I would say, do the things that you said you would do, mm-hmm. right? So that's easier said than done. As I said, sometimes with procrastination and poor planning, um, you can miss on some of those. What he used to help me with my organization is I use lists and uh, put things on the calendar. And, and one thing that I think about with that sometimes is there's certain important commitments that I probably don't write down as much because I know I will know those and not miss those. But there's ones that are maybe that next tier down that are the ones that I have to be more mindful about making sure I get them on a list and get them on my calendar so they don't fall through the cracks when other unforeseen things come up. Yeah, and it's an interesting dynamic because it may not be at the top of your list, but it might be at the top of someone else's list and then how that how the ripples are created um, around that. So it's a great, great tip. Jim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm glad we were able to find a, a really good topic for you that seems to really connect with you. And thanks so much for what you do here in our village. Oh, great. Well, thank you both for inviting me. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. That was a neat discussion with Jim. Yeah, it was. I loved his tip at the end to do what you say you will do and to help you do this. Make sure to to use lists 
and put things on your calendar so you don't forget what you said. Completely agree, Grace. And, uh, you know, speaking of tips, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Joseph Garcia. So um, and his episode was on leading with uh, continuous improvement. And his tip was to choose one thing you want to continuously improve and then make it happen. And I have to tell you, Grace, we're we're innovating and looking at um, at our some of our how we present our content in some of the big meetings that we hold here. And I, I think there's two different ways that I have applied this. One is um, in terms of looking at just the style and way in which we're giving our information, and we're we're experimenting in a in a really great way with that and improving that. But I think the place that really I I'm pushing myself to make it happen is in the systems and processes that we're using to, uh, to guide the content development that we, that we have in our big meetings. So it's been, it's been really good. Nice. That's great, Doug. And, um, thanks for sharing that. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And we're going to say this every time. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoy them uh, and us and, and, you know, please make sure to go over to iTunes and rate us or click on the survey link in the show notes so that we can find out how we're doing so that we can continuously improve, right? So good one, Doug. Right. You like that? So, all right. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll end this the way we end all of our episodes with a one for all. All for one. All for one.